Paolani. That's the music there for the Braille Sense Braille Reader from Hymns. Congratulations if you got that straight away there. Oh, it's an unmistakable sound of a Hymns Braille Sense Braille Reader. I'm not sure that game show format is ever going to really take off. It's time to play. Guess the assistive technology solution for disabled people. Okay. Question one. Okay, what assistive technology device for the blind does this piece of music belong to? Oh, uh, oh, God, I should know this. I should know this. It's going to be embarrassing in the pub later. Hems Braille Sense Reader. Oh, you're quite right. It's the Hems Braille Sense Reader now for an extra point. Can you tell me what model it is? 2006? No, no, I'm afraid. So close, but yet so far. 2008. Oh, it's, it's easy if you know it, isn't it? It certainly is, yes. Can you, can you not steal my catchphrases, please? I, I have the job of coming out with inane sayings like that. Thank you very much. Well, I say I have the job. Actually, I don't have the job as of next week. And unfortunately, I've been given the sack and your host will be Jeremy Clarkson. What could possibly go wrong? Having Jeremy Clarkson host a show for disabled people. What could possibly go wrong? Anyway, that wasn't planned. A bit of improvised... I was going to say improvised comedy. I'd, well, maybe, maybe. Leave a comment if you enjoyed that little improvised bit. It's always nice to get comments from people, and I'm going to read out a few of your comments right now on the previous audio blog. It was a three-part audio series called Eagle vs. Frog, which included my experiences of taking part in gladiatorial stand-up comedy competitions. You can find that using the usual means to find things on the internet. I'm not going to patronise you. Mavis Crumble said, Hooray! With an exclamation mark. I knew you would beat the frog, which was the name of the comedy night, incidentally. Just in case you were a bit confused, she does say, although I am a bit concerned that this may just be a euphemism for something rude. That's why I'm pointing out to you that is the name of the comedy night if you didn't listen to last week's blog entries. Beat the frog is the name of the comedy night. Not a weird euphemism for masturbation, which is kind of what it sounds like. Oh, what are you up to tonight, David? I thought I'd uh, beat the frog. Right, okay, we're not going to ask any questions. The other one as well, King Gong, the other comedy competition. I mean, that sounds a little bit wrong as well, doesn't it? If you're not successful, if the crowd don't like you, they can gong you off. What, what were you up to tonight, David? Oh, I was in Manchester getting gonged off in just under five minutes. Right, okay, is, is, that, is that good or is that bad? I'm not sure. Let's not, let's not ask any questions. It sounds quite disturbing. He was beating the frog yesterday. He's, he's been gonged off tonight. I'd, he's obviously got some interesting kinky pastimes going on. Mavis continues. That wasn't Mavis saying any of that. That was me, that whole bit there. We're back to Mavis now. Nevertheless, I am clapping you. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound rude. Is that what that feeling was? I'd rather you didn't. Nevertheless, I am clapping you and banging on my table. This won't mean anything if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, but whose fault is that, eh? Well, thank you for that, Mavis, and thank you for banging on the table. Uh, I would offer a legal disclaimer. I will not be held responsible for any injury to fists or furniture and any carpentry or medical bills incurred as a result of listening to this blog are your own responsibility. All right? I'm glad we clarified that. That's the legal... That's the legalities taken care of. Fiona said, I think those people were speaking Dutch. This is because Eagle vs. Frog, it was a walking blog. I was walking through rural Sheffield while telling my tales of the gladiatorial stand-up nights and some people passed us, a couple passed us, and they were having a conversation in a foreign language. I know, I know. What has this country come to? I know. 
It got me wondering what we were saying, and the idea that we might have picked up something incriminating. They might have thought that there was nobody around, really, who could understand their language. They saw me, they thought, it's very unlikely that he's going to understand us. We're safe here in rural Sheffield. There's not many people around. But little did they know that we were recording it, and that, oh, a couple of hundred people, maybe even more, Maybe even more, sometimes. They had no idea that that was going to happen. I want to get to the bottom of this. I want to know what they're saying. So Fiona thinks they were Dutch. So I was preparing myself maybe for a, a fourth part to Eagle versus Frog. Maybe Eagle versus Clog, where we tried to decipher this Dutch voice. I've got contacts in the Netherlands. Oh yeah, I don't want to brag. But I didn't need to utilise my contacts, my Dutch contacts, because Marja from the Netherlands said it's not Dutch. So the mystery continues, but we will we'll get to the bottom of this. Does anyone know what language this might be? And even better, what they're saying. I'm thinking maybe Russian. I don't know what you think, but uh, we might have uncovered something here of paramount importance. It'd be nice for it to be a nice bit of juicy gossip about something, maybe, but... Let us know if you know. Okay, let's move on to today's blog. Now, I have to warn you, you're in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen, because this blog has been given the following review by Louise, who leaves a comment on this blog. This is a blog that I wrote a couple of months ago now, but just never got round to doing the audio version of it. So because of that, I have the benefit of hindsight. I can read a couple of comments about the blog. Here's a little review of this blog that you're about to receive. This is going to get you excited. So Louise says, This has indeed brought joy into my life, with an exclamation mark. But then in brackets she says, well, a smile and a chuckle anyway. So she must have realised, she realised she'd gone a bit over the top. I mean, I'm happy with a smile and a chuckle. Joy would have been good, but, uh, you know, we'll, I'll aim for joy over the course of the next few podcasts. Give it a few months and we'll have, we'll have, got, we'll have got joy in the bag, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> Sorry, Joy, you're going in the bag. Uh, what are you doing to me? Sorry, Joy. It's for the good of the podcast. We've got joy in the bag. We'll make short work of joy and, and then we'll move on. And I think then we set our sights for transcendence, for enlightenment. So there's something to look forward to, but a chuckle and a smile today. So, I mean, I've really talked this up now, haven't I? Really talked this blog up. Prepare yourselves to smile and possibly even emit a chuckle. As I read you, this blog posted on March the 26th, 2018, entitled Celery Nibbling. Elderly lady maiming. Sorry, Joy. You refuse to get in the bag. <laughs> Celery nibbling. Elderly lady maiming and errant viscous liquid disposal. I am writing this whilst nibbling on a piece of celery. Now, there's a sexy image for you, eh? However, there is nothing provocative or suggestive about my celery nibbling. I hope I didn't get you all excited there with that opening sentence. Perhaps your racing brains have excitedly imagined me starring in a 90s Cadbury's Flake-style advert, sitting in a bath while suggestively nibbling on a stick of celery as part of a TV commercial for an organic vegetable company. I have to say, that's quite the mental leap you've made there. Might I suggest that you cut down on the caffeine intake? The celery nibbling is purely utilitarian. I'm very hungry, and celery is currently the only existing aspect of our rider. I'm starting to worry that this lone vegetable might be all we're actually going to receive for tonight's gig in Exeter. Our agent has recently had some extensive dental treatment, resulting in a bit of a speech impediment. He called us up a few days ago to excitedly inform us that he just wangled us a very healthy salary for this gig. But I'm now beginning to worry that the person taking the booking thought that he said celery. No wonder the staff at the venue seemed so pleased to see us. They've got the best deal ever. Three award-winning folk singers for just one bag of celery. 
I haven't written a blog for a while, but I'm sure you'll agree that these opening two paragraphs mark a triumphant return. And, without wanting to blow my own trumpet, to present you with yet another suggestive and provocative image, feel free if you need to take a little break to cool down. I came up with all that creative brilliance with nothing but a single stick of celery for inspiration. In fact, our agent has not even got a speech impediment, nor has he really had to undergo extensive dental surgery. I manufactured that whole scenario just to make the celery salary based joke. There I was, nibbling on a stick of celery in lieu of anything else to eat, and then the joke hit me. Quick as a flash, eh? That's how amazing I am. Just put me in a room with a vegetable and I'll do the rest. Which, incidentally, is the title of my next YouTube video, but I won't say anything more about that for now. It's not really the kind of thing that words can adequately describe. And bear in mind also that I made the celery salary pun in a malnourished state. I only had one piece of celery all day, but nevertheless, my comedy brain was still firing. Well, you can pretend not to be impressed, but you're not fooling anyone. Have you smiled yet? Has the chuckle come? Well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's see what happens. Let me know, by the way, how you're doing on the chuckleometer. You all right, Joy? Let me out. Not yet, Joy. We'll, we'll get to you later. Oh, bloody hell. Aha. While I've been writing this, some sandwiches have turned up. Just think, if we'd have arrived at the venue 20 minutes later, the sandwiches would have already been there, and this blog would have never existed, and your day would have been much bleaker, proving that the secret to comedy is indeed... Timing. And, in this case, a stick of celery. <laughs> oh, is that a chuckle from Joy? And she's in a bag as well. If a lady trapped in a bag is laughing, then, I mean, that's high praise indeed. Can I get out now? Hang on. Were you just laughing to appease me there, Joy, so you thought that I'd let you out the bag sooner? What? Yeah, I'm on to you, Joy. By the way, I should point out that Joy isn't real. I've just realised that my acting skills and my voice skills are just so good that people might be calling the police right now. Joy isn't real. I am real. You're not real. She's not real. She can't talk at the same time as I'm talking. That proves that you're not real. You know, talk at the same time as I'm talking, then Joy, if you're real. You can't do it, can you? You can't do it. Yeah, I'm doing it. No, you're not. You're not. I have to stop talking for you to do that. You're not real, Joy. I am. You're not. He's just editing me. He's editing me. I'm, I'm talking over him all the time, but he's editing it. I'm not. I'm not. Don't listen to her. <laughs> we, as in the young'uns, are currently touring our new production. We're not because this, was, this is in March. Don't get your hopes up. The Ballad of Johnny Longstaff. It's an audio-visual performance telling the story of Johnny Longstaff, a Stockton lad born in 1919, who, at just 15, attended a hunger march for jobs, stood up to fascism at Cable Street when he was just 16, fought Franco's fascists in the Spanish Civil War at 17, before going on to serve in World War II, all that before he was even 20. When looking at a life like that, it causes me to consider my own life with a horrible realisation that at the age of 20, I'd achieved absolutely nothing of real note. I, mean, I tried to do good deeds wherever possible, but nothing remotely on the same level as Johnny. Yeah, you're just sticking old ladies in bags. I'm doing it for your own good. You'll thank me one day. And if you don't, I won't let you out the bag. <laughs> I mean, what noble acts did I carry out? I mean, I helped a few old ladies across the road. But to be honest, I'm not even sure any of them really wanted to cross the road. I mean, I just felt overcome with a desperate urge to administer a bout of spontaneous altruism. And in lieu of any fascists to fight, taking old ladies across roads seemed like the next best thing. I bet you wish I hadn't carried you across the road now, Joy, don't you? Oh, God, yes. Yep. Unfortunately, being blind, my assisted road crossings often backfired. But still, in fairness, I was always quick to call the ambulance. And so, in a way, you could argue that I did save their lives. Obviously, nowadays, I don't need to worry about my personal contribution towards the betterment of our planet. I mean, just think of the joy that I brought to people's lives in 2016 alone with my daily dose of wry observations on quotidian life.
There is a sign above our dressing room sink that says, Please do not dispose of any unwanted liquids in this sink for the benefit of our drainage system. I wonder what kind of unwanted liquids have previously been disposed of in order to warrant this sign's existence. Is the your in your unwanted liquids meant to be literal? I'm not sure I want to go anywhere near this sink. I'm shuddering at the thought of what bodily fluids might have been blocking up the plug hole in order to necessitate a sign. I assume that the sign is referring to more viscous liquids rather than just tea or water. Otherwise, simply by turning on the tap or washing your hands, you would be responsible for unwanted liquid disposal. Maybe the viscous liquid is caused by artists puking up after binging on celery due to there being nothing else around to eat. Maybe there'd be no need for this sign if the people at the venue were 20 minutes earlier with the sandwiches. Regardless of whether the errant liquid is regurgitated celery or a more sinister viscous fluid, I'm going to stay well clear from that sink. So in the way, the sign has actually done its job because there'll be no unwanted liquid disposal from me. So there we are. Thoo says, I don't know, it's uh, spelled T-H-E-W. Anyway, he says, thank you, that was Elish. I should explain, with two exclamation marks, I should explain that Elish is a Hartlepool word. I don't know if it really, it might be more Teesside or Northeastern. I think there's people who, in that Middlesbrough, don't really know what the word means. It was a word that was bandied around in Hartlepool when we were kids. Elish. This person is from Hartlepool, incidentally, I know that. Because I have my ways and means. I have my spies on the ground. I looked at their Facebook profile. That was Elish, relaxingly pensive and bright-heartedly amusing. (laughs) Wonderful way with words. Oh, He's like a Hartlepool Russell brand. He's, you know, he's one minute he's using a colloquialism and the next minute he's using longer words. (laughs) Celery is considered to be nature's Viagra by some. I suppose if it was true, then your captivating muse would have lasted all night. What does that mean? Ah, I see what you've done there, Thew. I see what you've. I see what Thew's. I see what Thew's done there. Very good. I suppose if it was true, then your captivating muse would have lasted all night. No doubt, leading to a sudden increase in basin signage generally. Oh my goodness, Thew. So there we go. The celery, nature's Viagra. Apparently, I don't know how many people know that, but I'm surprised there's not like religious fundamentalist groups, fundamentalist Christian groups. Picketing groceries, bearing placards, warning against the evils of celery consumption. The true forbidden fruit. I mean, it's not a fruit, it's a vegetable. But, you know, why get in the way of a good slogan? The Christian fundamentalists think. They're a light-hearted bunch. They, they like a good pun, the Christian fundamentalists. Um, this particular organisation, their tagline is... We, well, they love a tagline. That's, they've got another tagline, which is, we put the fun in fundamentalism. Or sometimes they, they even say, we put the pun in fundamentalism. So, uh, I mean, that doesn't work quite as well. But they, 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 they love the pun. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for a very entertaining blog. This is Joe. Thank you for a very entertaining blog. He says, thank you for the entertaining blog. Come on. Am I not worth putting a bit of effort in to write in longhand? I've just written a good few hundred words for you there, Joe. And you can't even be bothered. How would it be if I wrote my blogs in shorthand? Well, actually, people would probably prefer it. (laughs) Would save a lot of time. (laughs) I'm intrigued by the origins of a sign on the back of a loo door in a local hospital. Please open this door slowly and carefully, as other people may be walking past. Thank you. 
other people carrying labelled tubes of viscous liquids, he says. I mean, maybe a lot of people have been hit in the face with a door when someone's coming out of the toilet, and they've ended up being hospitalised. And, you know, the NHS is already under a lot of strain. My advice would be sliding doors. We could save an absolute fortune on the NHS by installing sliding doors for the toilet. It's also good for disabled people as well, and it'll cut down on people being injured by fast-moving opening doors. So there we go. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this. There's been quite a bit of meandering, a bit of improvising going on. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, sorry, I should have kept that to my, myself. Um, well, I've, I've read the blog before, so I've got to amuse myself, you know, in some ways. You know, I mean, I shouldn't have told you that now. It's going to put a lot of people off listening in the future. Um, I haven't been doing anything well. I've been reading this blog, and that's all I've been doing. My hands have been reading the blog. How can I read Braille and, and do that at the same time? Exactly. I can't. Yes, yes. Right, that's it, Joy. That's it. I warned you.